Good morning and happy weekend. You are tuned in to the Ladies View podcast where we discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is your host, Celine. On the line is our co-host, Heather. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? It is going. How are you? Good, good. Not bad. Um, Any interesting plans for the weekend for you? Well, uh, we are actually going to be covering an event tonight. Yes. Uh, yes, it's another She Rocks It event. It's called the uh, Girlfriend Gathering, Letting Go Before 2019. So mm. we're going to be doing that tonight at the Crown Plaza in Burridge. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, that is exciting. Now, who will be the host speaker the host speaker, um, I'm really not sure what her name is, to be perfectly honest. I do know that it is run by Joyce Dawkins, mm-hmm. and she always has some fantastic people in her panel. She she actually has Krishan Lampley, again, from Love Corkscrew. That was her keynote speaker the last time. Mm-hmm. So Krishan's going to be there tonight, and she's going to have her Love Corkscrew wines. So. <gasps> I'm oh, that's amazing. That. That, yes. That's super exciting. Um, yes. I love me some Krishan. <laughs> she's awesome. She will be selling her wines tonight. So she's going to be Was one she? of the vendors. Yes. Nice. Good for her. And I'm so sorry that I am missing this event tonight. Um, as you know, I have um, another a prior commitment and that I must be there, unfortunately. But yes. in any event, you ladies have fun. I can't wait to see all the pictures, yes. see the videos and put everything together so that yes. we can show everyone else. But we do have an exciting podcast today. We have a guest. You know, we love our guests. <laughs> They're so awesome. Aren't they? Mm-hmm. So with appearances on BET, TV One, Comedy Central, History Channel, True TV, having performed with the likes of Dave Chappelle and has recently taped his first one hour special titled Chicago, I'm Home, Chicago native comedian and actor Barry Brewer. Are you on the line with us? Yes, I Good. am. Hello. How are you? Good morning, you Barry. Good morning. Now, Barry, are you in California this morning? Ah, so jealous. Yes, what am. is the weather like this morning over there? I just woke up. So, so you don't know um, yet. <laughs> I have no idea. When I tell you, I have no idea. I don't. No, but like, yes. Oh, my gosh. So mad. Okay. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I just came from Chicago last week. We so are, are, yes. Are you all in Chicago? Yeah, so in- yeah, I was... Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I came when the winter, when the um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, oh, I'm so sure. I'm jealous. I mean, what are we expecting today as far as weather <laughs> goes, Heather? Do you know? 30s, maybe? Cold. If, cold, right? <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's all I, it's all the same <laughs> to me. I mean, right. whether it is 30 or whether it is 10 I still dress the same, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and that's what I try to get my children to understand. It's like, just because it is 30 with the sun shining does not mean that it's not cold outside. Right. So <laughs> It's true. Anyway. Here. Anyway. Um, the, the right, that's all he says. It's cold today. <laughs> Bundle up. Right. You already know. It's going to be cold. <laughs> right. Back to you, John. So, okay, great. <laughs> Hello. We are on. I think I think Celine had some okay. had some technical difficulties. Celine, are you on? I am on. Okay. Um, so again, going to the question, going is back it... to the question, tell us who Barry Brewer is. Barry Brewer is a stand-up comic actor, 
born and raised from mm. the south side of Chicago, um, grinding in his career, in his um, in his field, man, trying to uh, do it to the on the highest level possible, and um, uh, he's about inspiring the world through that um, through that um, channel, and yeah, I mean that's a lot of more <laughs> to who I am, but um, for the most part, it's what what I'm about. Um, been doing it for 16 years. Um, very excited to have done my stand-up special and to have came back home to do it where it all started nice, for me. Nice. That's one of my biggest um, accomplishments thus far. Um, you know, a piece of content that I feel really, you know, shows the body of work that I've been putting in all of these years. So I'm very excited for the world to see that. That comes out February 19, 2019. So y'all keep a lookout for that. It'll be anywhere, everywhere nice. you can rent or buy. Um, um, so yeah, man. Um, I gotta I just film my first pilot. Uh, well, it's not a pilot now; it's gonna get picked up. But it's a show that's coming out. It's executive produced by Tracy Edmonds, um, starring mm-hmm. Lauren London. Um, I play. I got a role on there. It's called Games D was play that will be premiering in 2019 wow, on nice. BT. Uh, um, so I'm excited yeah. about that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. And the funny thing is, you've actually answered seven of our questions, Barry, within within that. Oh wow! Well, have a good. Time. I know, right? All right, all. interview <laughs> over. Okay. No, so Barry, so you said that you um, you've been doing this comedy thing for sixteen years, but I know that you've always been funny. Okay, so when did you first decide to become a comedian? Oh man, it was 19. I was um, playing for a community choir in Chicago. So funny. I saw the guy of the community choir I was playing for uh, perform Wednesday, this Wednesday in Dallas, Texas with Molly Music and the guy who um, I first did comedy at his church. He came to the show. It was really special to me. Um, But um, I was 19. I was at his house. Um, me and my cousin Vince and all like y'all know Vince but Vince is a Chicago musician that plays for mm-hmm. he plays for everybody but um, they it was a group of us in there and everybody was just like Barry you're so funny and the guy that was there named Andrew was like hey man you should do some comedy for this concert and um, the concert was going to be a Black oh, Star okay. Church of God in Christ um, yeah. yeah Pastor Chris <laughs> Harris um and so that's where this the concert was. So it was my first time, um, and I performed. I was like, okay, I'll do some comedy. I had never done it. I always loved comedy. It was all I ever watched. I never knew I could do it or would do it. But when the man suggested it, they was also convincing. I was like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> y'all gonna be there. So at least I have a, some people that do believe already. I'm, you know, that I have it. So long story short, I put a little set together and I performed for this concert and I got a standing ovation my first time and instantly after that performance is when I knew I wanted to do comedy I was like oh this is mm-hmm. what I want to do the rest of my life and so it's like I found something I, was, wow, I didn't nice. know I was looking for that so, is beautiful I, yeah. so Barry you also mentioned which I already knew this but not everyone knows you started a lot of this within church right Yes. Right. Okay. So tell us how that played a part in your decision to become a comedian. Yeah, absolutely. How church played a part. Well, yeah, that's where I got to kind of spread my wings and find out who I was. I was a musician. 
And through that element, I really believe, you know, I got to kind of, you know, always be around these group of people that was very encouraging and so forth. And I just kind of got to be myself. And I think, um, you know, one of my big bros in church, I used to spend night over his house as I was younger. And I used to always watch all the um, the deaf comedy jams. He had all the VHSs. I don't know if y'all ever saw how many VHSs it is. It's just a whole lot of them, right? It's like this whole bundle. And every time I spend night over his house from my church, he was a church, you know, that's all we would watch. It's wow. <laughs> all we would watch. And so, um, yeah, church played a big part just in the people that was in that atmosphere and, you know, how how they looked at comedy. Me and my cousin would watch all, you know, just everything comedy, everything. Anytime you got an opportunity to laugh, like, life was fun. I mean, we would just laugh at everything. So I'm sure that played a big part in just, you know, what I – I was attracted to so when I was just being myself I didn't know I had to get to make people laugh I just knew I loved making people laugh and it worked every time you know most of the time so um you know church was a big part of what I guess presented that Barry you mentioned how you love to make people laugh what happens when the audience doesn't laugh has that happened to you before that's a great question. Not very well, that's often. good. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, people always say, that must be hard. And I, I, and I don't say that in, uh, in, to be arrogant, but, you know, when, when you have a gift, when God's giving you a gift, you know, it's not, it doesn't, it comes to you right. a little easier than most. And so I, I can, you know, I feel very fortunate to say that. So I've had a... Um... Yes, we're here. Hello? I'm sorry. I had a um, I knew when I first started, I never not had anybody laugh, but it was light laughter right. at some points, you know, because I used to do some churches and different things like that, and every church wasn't really receptive right. of comedy, and you know, this was kind of at the time, you know, church now is popular to have a comedy show, but when I started, it wasn't right. really a very common thing, and I grew up in a very holiness mm-hmm. strict type of church, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. so. They be looking at you like you the devil. <laughs> what you up here doing? This is the Lord's house. You up here being all, all, all you said was that the all you said was that the communion wafers were stale. That's all you said. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, actually, there is a big part of that. That's funny. Um, he's hilarious. Actually, uh, he's the greatest comedian of all time. But um, okay. yeah. So when I what did I do? I, I always seem to 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 capitalize in a moment so if it was something that didn't go over well i would always right right it. you know what i mean like i'm like my mom told me it would be funny or whatever I would okay just always, you know do right. something that acknowledges that they didn't laugh and usually right that right them laugh right it was kind of like speaking about yeah, the truth yeah. of the moment you know what i mean or i'll try to look like oh you didn't think that's funny right. you just came not to laugh oh okay you just go on your <laughs> right okay, well, it's up to you. you know like do i like to do things that make them feel like oh okay like you you see the moment and I make right. fun of that moment which then brought them you know more into whatever and I was able to you know and you you still deal with it at some time but right uh you know when you start getting getting to a certain level you mm-hmm. know for the most part you, you do shows that I, I mean it's funny I went and did a Molly me and Molly is on tour and we <laughs> did a show in Dallas right so it was at this bar it's a very good concept just happened so when I come up it's really was chaos because they did this uh, Sput did a uh, a set which is like this guy that has a band and it was like all these different pieces like a 10 piece band he had saxophone trumpet whatever so they're doing a breakdown 
the guy that's been hosting the whole time wasn't necessarily a comedian. So the crowd wasn't mm-hmm. really paying attention to somebody right. talking, right? So when it was time for me to get up right before Molly, it was just a lot going on. So when he brings me up, he doesn't get control of the crowd or anything. So you got a bar area, people talking, you know what I mean? So I got to kind of get up there wow. and demand the stage. This is Wednesday, by the way. So, you know, you say people like silent and not laughing and not paying attention. So it was kind of that energy initially when I came out there because they hadn't seen no comedy show. So it was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, who is this guy? You know what I mean? And so, you know, I kind of right. had to do what I'm telling you. Like, I didn't just go straight into material. I yeah. Talk about the situation. They had the TVs on. I'm like, what kind of show is this? Y'all just don't, you know, care about the show. Y'all got the TVs on. I guess y'all just say, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. It, you have to I'm learn out. how to drive the crowd. Well, you do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, so Barry, do you routine. write your own routines? <laughs> you do. Okay. Yes, I do. Listen, that's what it's funny when people ask that because most of the time you don't start getting writers until you already made it. So if somebody got writers and they ain't made it yet, like <laughs> you're not going to <laughs> <laughs> like you you have to start off. This is all about finding right. you, finding who you are. You know, comedy is one of the most you know, last last of the of its kind of just self expression. Like really speaking from the truth of who you are. Any of your favorite comedians was very unapologetic right. honestly them. You know what I mean? And what they're right. doing on stage. And so what inspires your material? Life. Life. Mm-hmm. Life in every way, like every experience from growing up to relationships to children to just, you know, everyday interactions with what people you know you you I'm sure we all have some stories like that what people just stupid what would you think you know like those moments that you like I was on a plane and a lady clenched onto her purse <laughs> oh my goodness and I was mad for two reasons because the first reason because like, I'll right, fight you right because you <laughs> you're not that strong ma'am you know what I mean and, and the second reason is where I'm gonna go you're on a plane where am I gonna go I you think I'm just gonna risk my plane ticket? Oh my goodness, that's hilarious! Oh my I can gosh. just picture that. That is, and so that's a real story. So I just presented it. To wow. So Barry, um, and I must point this out, and I do this quite often. Our listeners have heard this a number of times. So when Celine and I do interviews, and the most of the interviews that we've done so far just so happen to be people who are from Chicago. Yeah, specific specifically the <laughs> south side, right? I'm a south hey, side girl. That's what I'm saying. I'm a south side girl. You're a south side guy. Anyway, just wanted to point that out. <laughs> just wanted to point that out again, <laughs> Celine. Right. Uh, <laughs> I see you. <laughs> actually, from the north side. Actually, yeah, Logan Square. Actually, Humboldt oh, Park and Logan Square. Look at right. All privileged. I don't know. Area. I don't know okay, that Humboldt Park was very privileged back in the nineties. It was, ma'am, ma'am. Go go look on go look at the difference. Right, absolutely. I have to agree. Like, okay, yeah, now it is better. absolutely. It was it's night and day from what it used to be. Uh, that wasn't always the case though. But right. maybe it wasn't the South Side. I don't know. I didn't live out there. Right. Right. It still wasn't the <laughs> right. Side. Exactly. That's fine. <laughs> and, and, anyway. Right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Now, now that we've gotten through that, so being a guy from the South Side, homegrown. How did you feel when you first made the decision to move to L.A.? You know, I was excited. I moved to L.A. when I was 21. I was very excited for the possibilities. I read different stories of 
other stand-up comedian actors that made it. The Jamie Foxx. I, I looked him up. I looked Martin up. I looked Chris Tucker, and I looked at how they all migrated from where they were from and came to L.A., and I saw the success they had, as we all see. So once I felt very strongly that I had something special, I was like, I need to, you know, because the crazy part is I would watch TV when I was younger, like watch Martin and watch and always admire them and want to be them. Martin especially. Now, when I say want to be them, I meant literally want to be them, not want to do what they did. Like just wanted to be them because of how they made people laugh and smile. Now at this age, I didn't know that that was even a, you know, I didn't really think of how they got into it. So being from the South side, I just look at LA as a place of opportunity in what I felt I was gifted at. And I'm like, man, maybe I could really, you know, amount to what they, you know, the, the, you know, the level they got to, maybe I can get there. I have to go there. You know, it was between New York and LA because mm-hmm. those were, you know, where the industry is. So being from Chicago, I just gave, I, I believe being from where I'm from, because I met a lot of different people that's migrated to LA. It's definitely gave me a certain level of grit, if that makes sense, a certain level of, um, you know, like life is not right. that hard. You know what I mean? Like when you come out here, there's some things out here that's very, they're very blessed. And so you're like, man, where I'm from, oh, this is, oh, this is easy. You know, not necessarily, but you, you know, because you've had such a, I want to say life is a little stressful at some point. So I just believe it prepared me for the opportunities that mm-hmm. was in front of me. So that was one of the things I think the South Side or Chicago did for me. You know, some people from the South Side. <laughs> but, uh, so were you were you homesick when you first moved? I can't say I was. Okay, I went back mm. so often. I, uh, when I came, when I came, I always found a friend, somebody I've known that worked for the airline, so I was always able to come back very frequently. Even when I first moved, I was fortunate in that way. And most people aren't. So my first year and and beyond, like even now, I come back. You know, I come back regularly for my my son. But who is um, your twin? I just want to put that yeah, out there. Was, was, your son looks just. <laughs> yes, it's like mom. you. I don't no, know so. really who his mom is, but I know that she had zero part in producing <laughs> him. Your son looks just like you. Well, she's a she's a Chicago right. native as well. She's a singer in Chicago, yeah. so. His mom is yeah, well, she Garner. did not have that baby. You but... did. Just... <laughs> I hope I hope she doesn't get mad. No right? I hope she doesn't get mad if she hears the podcast. Situation. But anyway, that's that's your son. <laughs> I hope she hears it. No, she she knows that. She says it all the time. Uh, um, she looks at me. Yeah, he looks so much like me, but he does have a little, little, little. You know, I think he's. It's like eighty twenty. Like it's eighty percent mm-hmm. me, twenty percent her. And the little twenty percent, you know, still looks like me because my my features are so dominant. But yes, thank you. That's my <laughs> <enemy>. um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what you know. I feel Chicago definitely gave me a certain level of grit, if you will, to prepare for you know the industry that. That's okay. In LA. Yeah, I can see that. Now, recently, um, within the past year, you wrote, produced, and starred and your very own one hour long comedy special called I Don't Know the Rules. You performed it here in Chicago. Yes. So that is the special that's okay. called Chicago okay. I'm Home Now. Um initially when I was filming it, I was I was um it was called that mm-hmm. I Don't Know the Rules. But after coming home and performing, I I wanted to I love my city when I tell you Anybody that know me outside of home, it's all I talk about. Like, 
they, they know like beer gonna be like, oh, I'm from South Side of Chicago. Like they will tell you that because I'm, I, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I left, you know, and I've been inspiring to go or me just right. never forgetting where I come from. Kind of wanted to remind myself, but um, as I looked at the special and as I, you know, I I just felt like I wanted to name it what meant a lot to me, which is my hometown. So um, yeah, that's where that. So it's the same. Special that's coming out February. That's the okay. special that was nice. Now, Barry, when performing, mm-hmm. do you get a lot of hecklers, and how do you deal with them? No, no, not, no. I don't okay. get a lot of hecklers. Now, I have, I have had, you know, recently. I mean, you have some all the time. Like, no matter what level you are, you, you're gonna have a heckler. I mean, from the top level right now, Kevin, mm-hmm. Dave, Chappelle, they still right. encounter that. Um, people are just drunk. <laughs> they do drunk things. There's no, there's no that liquid, that liquid it. confidence, that courage comes out when you, <laughs> right? Or it will, boy, right? That's always the case. Yeah. So, so how I handle it, how I handle it is different than some because I really am a good guy. I try to be anyway, and so um, I just always try to make people feel off or silly or stupid about doing something that's right. out of place, you know, in, in the set of, of doing stand-up to where they can laugh and say, oh, yeah, I am being stupid and kind of stop, but not to where I, I'm trying to offend them or demean them or to make them feel down. Now, I've had some situations, actually, like two weeks ago, I do a show, a residency here at the Comedy Union in L.A., um, and it's a great show that I do often. Cat Williams came last week and performed. Mm-hmm. Mark Curry came the week before. Sherry Shepard came last night from the view. I didn't know she was a Chicago neighbor ah. until last night actually. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, I just found that out on and watched this performing. So anyway, it was the guy in the front, it's this whole family. And I kinda always am very interactive with the crowd and this older guy, maybe like 70, 60, 70 years old, I was like, Hey, how you doing? Oh, I could talk about that type <laughs> of Tell him you are proud of working out. <laughs> right, right. Right. I'm like, okay, well, maybe back in your day, y'all didn't wear this. So, you know what I mean? I don't know if y'all wear the clothing cloths. I don't know when you just what y'all were wearing back then. But I just kind of hit him back real quick. Long story short, he started getting offended. Like, he's like, yeah, I got a Cadillac. I got a long house. And because <laughs> with each heckler, it's different. Like, you can't, right. you know, treat them the same. You can't go after the same. So you got to kind of be just in the moment and kind of yeah. flow with it. So when I saw he was really offending this older man, and he was just trying to, like, tell me all of what he had, I just kind of didn't even stop. I didn't even try to talk about him or anything anymore. I was just like, man, I'm really proud of you. You say, I'm very successful. I hope to have what you have when I get to your age, you know? Not that I felt what he had was of right. value to me, like, like, okay. But I didn't want him to feel – I could tell that he felt like, whatever and so I didn't want that that's not the type of energy I want at my show so I was like man well I'm proud of you man I was you know it's all jokes thanks for coming to the show blah 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 and he didn't mm. know what to say after that because I you know paid him compliments so he just kind of like well, 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 well thank you, you know, <laughs> right like, like, it's like killing him with kindness so, right like, right I said what's your name he told me his name I said y'all clap it up for him and, and his name I said I'll forget his name and so they clapped it and I was right. able to Mm -hmm. quiet nice okay good approach i like that actually um so you um when celine asked this question you had you had mentioned uh kevin hart 
Right. So you know that this this week we learned mm-hmm. that Kevin was going to host the 2019 Oscars, which I was pretty excited about that, actually, uh, especially because that's something that he said years ago that that's what he wanted to do. OK, then yes. subsequently he was dragged for comments that he made regarding not wanting his son to grow up to be homosexual. OK, so yesterday we learned that he decided I, I think they told him to, but that's just my own opinion. I'm always looking for like the, you know, like a conspiracy. Um, <laughs> I, right, I right. think he was told <laughs> to step down. How do you feel about that? Um, you know what? I. I... It's so funny how you have to be so conscious now what you say. Um, I I think it's sad. I think it's unfortunate for him and for the world to to try to hold him to some comments that he said right. years mm-hmm. ago. I mean, that's like mm-hmm. 10 plus years ago, first of all. And he's a comedian. Like, let's not forget that, which is the most important thing, what he does. Like, comedians have never been the people to yep. be politically correct. Comedy has always been a certain level of uh, honesty and just being raw that's what comedy has been right. since the beginning of time you know from your Richards to your Red Fox to your, you know Miles Maker exactly. like, you can just go back and back and back so 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 with this climate and where everything is everybody's just super sensitive it's unfortunate that he didn't get to do maybe something that he right. really aspired to do in, in his career because he's really amounted to so much that he's want, that he's been blessed to do that he you know set out to do but this is how I look at it and I tell people this all the time when we don't win certain awards, when we're not recognized, I'm not offended. I'm not mad. I'm not offended if, if that organization that they asked me to, to host or something and then they t- took it away right. because it's theirs. You know what I mean? It's kind of like somebody inviting you in and you're about to go in their house and they say, nah, I don't want you in here. It's okay. I'm not offended. Right. It's your mm. house. So what I think for us is we need to start to create something of our own that can be special and be of value because they can take it and give it to you whenever they feel like it because it's Mm -hmm. theirs. And it's not about the the realness of of that. Like, you're okay to say that. If that's something you don't want, I don't want my son to be gay either for the fact that I want my son to procreate. I want him to continue to produce. Exactly. And and you can't do that being homosexual. Right. you know what I mean? That he just hates exactly. and nothing like that. So you don't even look at the truth of the character of the person. Right. That's not who he is. You know what I mean? If you really need, like, walking around get bashing homosexuals, you know what I mean? And so that's important to consider, but they just want to take something and make something more of it. So my opinion or how I feel about it is like, you know, hey, bro, I'm sorry you didn't get to do what you aspired to do. And, I, and I'm very sad about that because I know that's a big, you know, a big deal. But you know, God has really blessed you to do so much more greater things and you'll continue. And I believe that the opportunity will come around. Just keep doing you, keep being a good person, you know, and, and it'll come back around if that's something or it'll be something even greater than that. So that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. That was a really good opinion. answer. I agree. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So very. Um, you mentioned that yes. you have this show that you recently started taping for um, on BET. What else are you looking to do yes. in 2019? I'm doing. I'm looking to do some feature films, some some major nice. features wow. in 2019. Yeah, that's huge. That's what mm-hmm. Wow. Can do. we get tickets yeah. to the screening? So, Celine and I. Celine and sure. I will come out to LA. Yeah, absolutely. That's a deal. 
So y'all hold me to it. That's a deal. That's definitely a deal. So, so some feature films um, is in the works. Um, what else? I, you know, I guess just a lot of other things, uh, entertainment related. Um, the industry has changed. So, you know, with this, this social media generation, and um, I sound like an old man saying that. So <laughs> social media generation, you know, they just post and go. But no, um, <laughs> uh, that is just a lot of different elements and things that I think mm-hmm. I will be doing. Um, you know what's funny? Like I was just I was walking in the airport on my way back from Dallas, and a guy recognized me. And you know, usually that's feeling great. And he recognized me from a funny video that's went viral, like a, a sketch I did. And it just goes to show you, like you don't know what's going to come up right. of things. So it's just you know. I'm shooting sketches and things like that, putting out, and I'm doing more of that. So you can look to see a lot more sketches of of um, just from my own um, brain and, and creativity straight to the masses, to the YouTubes and social media. So that's definitely something you can look oh, at. That I nice. Um, we are about. excited. Now, Barry, are you going to be coming home to play for your grandmother's church? Are you still going to be doing that often? Yes, I still play for my grandmother's church when I'm there or play for another church when I'm there. My grandma, my home church is on Saturdays off of 65th and Ashland. So um, Nazarene All Nation, shout out to them. Um, um, but we have like a billion musicians right. that go to that church. So when I'm there, I get on uh, um, the instruments. I mean, we have so many of my little cousins, everybody plays. So, um, but yes, when I'm back and I'm there and they meet me, Usually I just sit in the audience, but if somebody needs me to get on, I'll get on. I've gotten on a few times, but yeah. Yeah, and I love when you when you go live when you do it because I've seen it when you go live because you have a really good oh, time yeah. while you're doing it, and obviously you're so down to earth, oh, and yeah. they love you being there <laughs> anyway. So that's thank you. I'll be going live Sunday on at church. I play. I, yeah, I still play the organ <laughs> at church. So. Right. That's definitely something I still do, and you know what? I love it. Like I absolutely. Love the place. It's funny because I was thinking like I, I, I like this past Sunday I was in Toronto. I mean in Montreal, Canada, doing comedy, and I didn't go to church on Sunday. And it's like I'm so used to going to church. You know what I mean? Like to where usually if I'm out of town, I'll find somebody's church. I'll look up. A oh, good that's to good. Go to. Um, I got a funny story to show you how much I love playing Oregon. How I felt God like cared about it. I was out of town headlining at in Minneapolis. They have a, uh, I think it's called the House of Comedy in the Mall of America. It's a comedy club inside the mall. I was headlining for the weekend, and I was looking for a church to go to. And I found a little Kojic church, and I took the Uber there and went to the Kojic church. I'm sitting in the audience, and I see the musician. I overhear, they said, the musician has to leave to go to work. He worked at the airlines. And so I was like, wow, that's crazy. So I just tell the, the usher, I said, hey, I play. So this is if if you all need somebody, you know, I can say. So they go tell the musician. The musician calls me. This is like maybe like 200 seated, you know, 200 people in the church. Long story short, it was just ironic. I mean, he had to leave very early in service. I ended up playing <laughs> for the church out of town randomly. <laughs> and it, they was like, how God wow. just sent you? Like, it just, I mean, I, all the churches I could be, they they paid me for coming. Wow. Like, it was just it's just such a funny scenario, but yeah, and they were surprised at how you know I, I played. You know, I've been playing for a while, so 
they were just so surprised some random dude right. that could really play this was in the church so yes just, that was definitely god yeah, <laughs> right it really it was. was oh was that's so awesome ironic. well barry we want to thank you very much for joining us today and allowing the ladies the opportunity to interview you to chat with you to learn more about you we love what you're doing we wish you continued success and we'll definitely be following you and we hope to see you in one of your movie screenings in la next year all right. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And please don't forget February 19th. Chicago February 19th. Home. And where everywhere. can the listeners and fans find you? Social media is Barry Brewer Jr. Barry with an A B A R R Y Brewer B R E W E R Jr. J R. On everything and comedian Barry B on Twitter, if people I know nice, I and you Twitter. can learn more about him on our website at www.theladiesview.com. As always, you can find us on Instagram, The Ladies View, on Twitter, The Ladies View TV, on Facebook, chat with the ladies. Until next time, ciao, adios, thank you, bye, bye, bye you all.